Hello and welcome along to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Ed McKnight. And I'm Andrew Nichol. And today on the show, we're talking about Papakura, which is an Auckland-based suburb in South Auckland. And you'll recall that a couple of weeks ago, Andrew talked about some of the properties that he is purchasing or has purchased in Auckland as investment properties. And two of them were in Papakura. Now, one thing that I had failed to do that day when we were recording was bring along my economic analysis of Papakura. So we thought we'd do a deep dive into that today. Because what's really interesting specifically about Auckland is that things can change quite quickly. And areas that initially or historically have been lower socioeconomic have come a long way relative to where they were previously. And Papakura is one of those suburbs that has traditionally been thought of as lower socioeconomic, a higher rate of unemployment. That's not necessarily the case anymore, which is why we're going to go into this today. So what we're going to do is go through some of the reasons that backed up that investment decision by Andrew, and we'll go through these. So first of all, the main thing that is really interesting to note is that Papakura has much higher population growth than all of Auckland. Now remember, over the next 20 years, we're expecting to see Auckland's population increase by about 30%. Over the next 30 years, about 50%. So massive population growth, much higher than elsewhere around the country. Now, over the last 12 years, between the 2006 census and 2018 census, across all of Auckland, we saw 20% or 20.4% population growth. Enormous. But at Papakura, the Papakura local board area, we saw 38.7% population growth over the same period. So about 90% faster population growth there, which is just staggering. Now, the reason that's really important is that a higher population or a larger population supports future housing demand, but also supports future and current rental demand, because there are a lot of people moving there and houses won't be built at that same rate necessarily. So that's something that's really counting as a big tick for Papakura if you're purchasing as a rental property, because you're really likely to have tenants. Andrew, what's standing out for you in terms of the economic Side. So I'm really interested in the point that you make here about Papakura is overrepresented in workers earning between 40 and 100k. And so whilst it's not a majorly affluent area, it does have a substantial contingent of working middle income earners. 36% of individual and in workers in Papakura earn between 40 and 100k. And that compares to 33.7% of the entire country. That's right. So this is where I was trying to dispel some of the myths around Papakura. And just before I get into that, one of the things that's really interesting is you actually have a higher proportion of people aged 15 and over in Papakura who are employed in full-time work relative to the rest of the country. So in Papakura, you've got 53.5% of all people above 15 are employed in full-time work. That's 50.1% for all of New Zealand, so about 3.4 percentage points less. The reason I wanted to bring that up is that Babakura, when you look at the unemployment rate, has slightly higher unemployment than the rest of Auckland, about 1.2 percentage points higher, but it's actually got a higher full-time employment rate. Now you think, that's just very curious. You've got more people involved in full-time work, and yet you've got a higher unemployment rate. Now the reason behind that is that in Papakura, you just have fewer people who are in part-time work, but you've got more in full-time work, most likely because if you're in not the richest area, perhaps you need two people within that household in order to be able to make the finances work there. And so the key message there, or the first message I want 
want to say is don't necessarily let the unemployment rate dictate your investment decision or scare you off because in this case you actually have more people who are full-time employed and able to support paying your rent than elsewhere in New Zealand and elsewhere in Auckland. So a really good tick here as well. Now just getting over to those income earnings, while it's true that you do see a higher proportion of people in Papakura earning no income, who are aged 15 and over compared to the rest of New Zealand, you do have more people earning that middle income, a personal income between 40 and 100k. Now, of course, you might have multiple people who earn that within a household, which builds up to a high household income, but certainly a good contingent in that middle. Now, you have fewer people earning the big bucks, 100k and over per year in Papakura, but a higher proportion earning that middle income as well. And so I think that's really important to note, to not be scared off necessarily in this case by that historic thought of that's a lower socioeconomic area when actually there's just a lot of good middle income earners there and a higher proportion of them employed in full-time work. And then, of course, uh, the next point here is that it's a relatively affordable option, whether it be for a homeowner or an investor. And the median house value there is six fifty-five, whereas Auckland, as we just went through the, with the REI and Z data, August 2020, the median house price was 950 So again, you can buy something at such a relatively low price compared to the rest of the Auckland market. So it does work out to be quite affordable and their yield on average works out to be about 4%. So of course, that means that with low interest rates at the moment, you're probably buying something that is close to cash flow positive, if not cash flow positive now. Just to put that into perspective as well, yes. So over the last three years, Papakura has had the highest yield of any Auckland area. Now, we're taking that data just to reference that from the REINZ yield indicator, which shows that Papakura had 4.6% gross yield up to, I believe it's about June 2020. And over the last three years, that has been the highest up there as well with Pukekohe. Now, compare that to a suburb like Torbay, which is similarly located away from the centre of the city, but way up north, that average yield is about 3.8% there. And if you go out to Henderson, again, similarly placed out west of the city, you've got an average gross yield of 4%. So that point. 6% really can make quite a big difference, especially when we're talking in a period of low interest rates and flicking that cash flow negative property into something that's cash flow positive. So again, another really big tick for Papakura and one of the reasons why I believe that you were so interested in investing there. Just in terms of how that translates into long-term capital growth as well, over the last 20 years or 21 years, it has seen an average capital growth rate of 6.39% per year. Now, that's relatively low compared to the rest of Auckland. Some of you will recall that Westmere, the highest capital growth suburb, had 8.84%, so just over two percentage points higher per year, which adds up to a lot of capital growth. So this suburb would work really well for someone who's looking for a mix of capital growth and yield. It's kind of that in-between point. Remember, Auckland Central has really good yields, very low capital growth. Westmere, really poor yields, really good capital growth. Papakura, you've got a really nice mix of both in that case. Yeah, and this is what made it so attractive to me because you know, I wanted to expand my Auckland portfolio and by buying somewhere you can kind of get the best of both worlds, uh, two bites of the cherry, means that you can buy more properties. And that's certainly something that is a big driver for me when looking at whether or not a property makes a good investment for me personally. Now, two other things that I think are really interesting that I want to talk about that you may not know about, or actually there are three things. First of all, Papakura 
is actually the fifth youngest ward in all of Auckland. So the median age in Papakura is 32. Now the average fall of New Zealand or median age is 37.4 years old. And so that's really good if you're looking for the long term because then these people, these younger people who are starting families and putting down roots, really support the long-term housing demand for an area and keeps that vibrant. The other thing that's really interesting to note is you might think, well, Papakura, if it's so far south, it's a long way away away from jobs that are in the middle of the city centre. And that's absolutely true. What's important to note is that the sort of people who are going to tenant your property out in Papakura are likely not going to be working in the city. Now, if they are, they can always take the train, which is located in Papakura, but they may be more likely to work in a place like Monaco in the Monaco city, which is about a 15-minute drive, or the Auckland International Airport area. Of course, remember, there are a lot of businesses that are located within the airport, which is a massive area in terms of the businesses there. And it's not just the Tank Juice Bar or the McDonald's <laughs> that's located within the airport. We're talking about all of the other businesses that are located around that are in logistics or have located their headquarters within that airport area as well. And the last thing that I want to talk about is the massive developments that are occurring around Papakura, not necessarily in, but certainly below its border, so around Pukekohe and Drury, because there is expected to be up to 34,500 houses that are going to be built or have been planned to be built around that Drury Pukekohe area, which will support about 100,000 people living there. So that's within the what's known as the Drury Opehake structure plan, which the Auckland Council have finalised and approved and adopted in mid-2019. And so we are going to see a tenth of a million population that are going to be living south of Papakura. That is going to bring jobs, it's going to bring new town centres and more amenities to that area as the population increases, which helps to support its long-term capital growth, especially if these houses are being built where construction prices are increasing and adding to some of that natural inflation that's happening there. Let's wrap it up there, but please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast. It really does help us get the message out to more people. And hey, if you want to learn more about property with Andrew and I, why not come along to our in-person live podcast recordings? These are happening mid-October 20th, 21st, 22nd of October in Auckland, Christchurch and Wellington. Of course, remember, we did have to move these so that we are providing a really safe event and can do it safely within the current health climate that we find ourselves within. Now, I'm going to drop a link to that in the show notes, so tap or swipe over the cover art or just go to opuspartners.co.nz slash pod event. Thanks for listening to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Ed McKnight. And I'm Andrew Nichol. And we're going to be back again tomorrow with even more daily strategies, tactics and insights to help you get the most out of the New Zealand property market. Until next time, 